Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, mini pot's great. Not as good as bowling, but bowling's uh, maybe the goat drunken uh, outing. I don't know. 100%. I think I'm mini, mini putt over bowling, but I've done more bowling. So maybe it's because... Uh, there's a the novelty. There's yeah, a novelty. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's scarcity when it comes to mini golf for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't do two takes. Hello, listeners. The Bing quote of the day is, A library is a good place to go when you feel unhappy, for there, in a book, you may find encouragement and comfort. E.B. White. Yo, you know what? I'm Ethan Palmer. You're listening to Lore Boys. <laughs> I, I, uh, the New York Public Library main branch, I think, was built in 1911 on this day. Might on be this day? Because that's what my, my Bing is telling me. Yeah. I don't... I don't use Bing, but I had to Google something, and I put in the letter S, and then one of my more recent uh, S-related Google searches was Scoobert Dubert, which is apparently (laughs) Scooby-Doo's full legal name. (laughs) (laughs) Boy. I don't remember that, but anyway. And with uh, all the Bing lore today, huh? Yeah. (laughs) We almost kind of had, like, a serial opening on that, on that, like, uh, (laughs) like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so I too this... fall in love with a murderer. Just yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah, this is this is how we break it to everybody that we got picked up by Serial. Like, we're <laughs> we're now a Serial podcast, yeah. Serial affiliated podcast. Yeah. Lore boys here. <laughs> also, Mickey Mouse is our mascot. <laughs> <laughs> Although that is definitely the intro here. With the, so just it's, it's it's the Lore boys. You know, we we haven't been picked up by Serial at time of writing. It's Lore boys here, and we're hoping oh. to weave you. I forgot a nice to say. Yarn. What? My name's my name's James Miller. I was the guy who yeah. said the thing about the library in New York. Yeah, you remember when a guy chimed in talking about a library? That was yeah. James Miller. Yeah. That was James Miller. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was the one who Googled Scoobert Dubert at some point recently. Uh, and I am your host, <laughs> Peter O'Donoghue. And my uh, my other insurance salesman is Ethan said his. He, he got the I, said, I, I got I got the first one, dude. I, t- I took your thunder. I don't remember that. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> uh, I just uh, so, googled what Shaggy's legal name is, uh, forgetting that there's a singer named Shaggy. And what is what is his though? I'm kind of curious. His, his is Orville Richard Burl. Orville, like huh? singer. Yep. Orville. My God. I only Orville. Know I only know it wasn't one. me. Oh, <laughs> okay. So it's Orville Richard Richard Burl. Shaggy from Scooby Doo is Norville. Shaggy Rogers. What? Don't know if that's a coincidence. That Don't know hilarious. if that's a coincidence. I mean, I think cartoon Shaggy predates 
IRL Shaggy because Scooby but, but Scoobert Dubert was in the 60s, right? Yeah, but that's his canon name because I would leave uh, it to a 60s cartoon to just he's Shaggy. There's no is, lore behind it, you know. His parents could have been big fans, and the Shaggy thing could have been like a, a childhood nickname. They called him Orville yeah. after Norville or something. Yeah. Like that. yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, or maybe he was he was bullied and he decided to. Who is it? Tyrion Lannister, the dwarf, who's like, a, wear it as your armor or whatever? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and the shaggy. Embrace the shaggy. It wasn't me. Was <laughs> uh, <laughs> your shaggy impression, Peter? Uh, yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> like, I'm a like, butt, butt naked. Yeah, the bathroom <laughs> door. Bathroom door. Wasn't me. <laughs> Uh, so today, <laughs> so today we're kind of doing a request. Uh, patron and OG Fittyfo fifty four requested anything Tom Clancy, and I took him at his word. So I figured we'd just start with the man himself. Okay. Uh, so this is also like so we're just going to be talking about Tom Clancy himself. Uh, this is partially inspired by an episode of True Anon, which I listened to, uh, where the hosts Liz and Brace interviewed the Afghanistan war veteran and journalist uh, Matthew Farwell about a book he was writing about Tom Clancy. Is Tom uh, Clancy a real person? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's, he's not an like, author. It's not like Aunt Jemima's whatever. Like yeah. Aunt Jemima's yeah, it, Aunt Jemima. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like on the the <laughs> the pantheon of microwavable rice is yeah. Aunt Jemima, Uncle Ben, Tom Clancy, and John Madden. All fair. <laughs> and <laughs> and Mrs. Mrs. Land O'Lake. Yes. Yeah. The, Irish, the Irish Native American. Yeah, the, 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 the thick one. <laughs> uh, it's a truly, and like after this, I recommend you guys listen to it as well. I think it's uh, it's fantastic. Like, I love True Anon. I think the hosts are great. Um, the episode specifically is number 219, uh, Clear and Pleasant, Clear and Present Clancy. So check that out afterwards because sure. one, the guy they're interviewing is is fascinating, and and they have like a really good dynamic. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I personally have never read a Tom Clancy book, nor seen a single Tom Clancy movie or television show. But I've played quite Can a few tell? Tom Clancy video games. So like I'm a gigantic closeted fan of The Division, like I've said. So what is you your guys' seen Hunt for Red October, dude? No. It's a good movie. I've obviously played Splinter Cell. Chaos Theory. Yeah, that's the uh, one I played on GameCube. Chaos Theory. I, I played three and four, I think. Four was the one where you... I played whichever one you go... You, you turn turncoat, or it seems like you do. Is Rainbow Six Siege a Tom Clancy thing? Yeah. I played Probably. six... Yeah, I played six Rainbow Six Siege then. Which is a very good shooter. It's like a slower style shooter, but uh, really, really well done. And still, like, they take care of it. They update it all the time. Yeah, yeah, the big ones would be Rainbow Six, Ghost Recon, and Splinter Cell, all within like the Tom Clancy, Uncle Ben umbrella, basically. Okay, so I haven't played. Okay. I don't think I've ever played a Ghost Recon game. Maybe, maybe when I was younger, like we rented one for PlayStation Two or something like that. But there's none that I remember playing. Yeah, uh, have played Rainbow Sixes, uh, the aforementioned Siege, as well as Vegas. I think Rainbow Six Vegas. Um, yeah, both of my friends had Vegas because it was like the big one on the Xbox. Vegas and was, Vegas Two. Yeah, Vegas was great, honestly. I remember it. That was like when I was really into shooters as well, which I'm very much not now, but um and then yeah, have seen have seen Hunt for Red October as Patriot Games. Sorry, I'm looking at a list of Tom Clancy books Patri right now. Patriot Games is also another one, yeah. Is also a movie. I'm trying to remember if I've seen <laughs> it with Harrison Ford. Yeah, I think I've seen this one too. Yeah, but or I think Harrison I've seen... Ford plays Jack Ryan, who's like the the main oh. 
Tom Clancy guy. <laughs> but Patriot <laughs> games, isn't that what like all the other Patriots were playing? They wouldn't let Tom Brady play until they realized he was just as good a football player as everyone else. Tom Brady's Rainbow Six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like I've played hundreds of hours of both Division games, a bunch of the Ghost Recon games. I have the first Ghost Recon. It is incomprehensible and so difficult. It is very much like a military <laughs> sim. It's so hard, yeah. Um, so yeah, well, let's get into uh, who oh, this guy is. I've, I've uh, Tom Clancy's uh, 2010 novel, Dead or Alive. I've heard the Bon Jovi song based on that that book. <laughs> okay, good, very close. It says our listenership for this Wednesday just dropped to zero. That's weird. <laughs> Dang. Install hmm, me on the C drive. so thomas leo clancy jr was born on april 12th 1947 in baltimore maryland to his parents tomboy clancy and femboy clancy okay okay (laughs) (laughs) Uh, their actual names are thomas and Catherine clancy all right okay His dad worked for the USPS, which is a U.S. Postal Service, and his mom worked in the credit department of a store. I couldn't find out which one it was, but like I know old credit, like lines of credit, were linked directly to department stores, like Sears. Yeah, Sears, you could get a line of credit to buy a washing machine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Also, RIP to Sears. It's uh, taken too soon. (laughs) <laughs> gone before it's done they sold uh, more washing machines on loan than they could handle and yeah exactly yeah. They, too many pe- too many people too many people Catherine didn't do her goddamn job okay yeah yeah it was like the, the, the subprime washing machine crisis that yeah. like, ruined the economy <laughs> yep yep the, <laughs> the tide bubble burst you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, he graduated from Loyola University, Maryland in 1969, uh, nice, with a very valuable degree in English literature, and then he signed up for the Army Reserve officer training, uh, but the Army said due to his thick glasses, he was too blind to kill foreigners. You're too he much was, of a Melville, dude, come on. He was not allowed to serve. <laughs> I mean, he looks like a dweeb. I'm, I'm looking at oh, pictures of, of him right now. Yeah. Uh, he's... he's uh, I don't know. Not an intimidating looking guy, I guess. Some of the pictures, he looks okay. But I guess when I Googled books, the pictures it chose to show me were his least flattering ones. Like where I, he, has... he might just not be photogenic. There just may be zero good pictures of Tom Clancy out there. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. This one, he's very pale. So Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, so after graduating, he started working for an insurance agency in Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, shout out to Bison. Uh, before starting uh, at O.F. Bowen Agency in Maryland, which was actually founded by his grandfather-in-law. OnlyFans, in... Bowen. Yes. <laughs> before they dropped the Bowen. Wow. wow. Yeah, it, good, exactly. Good so, yeah, so Tom Clancy bought OnlyFans in, in 1980 from his grandmother-in-law. <laughs> okay. And then yeah. really started to change this. They went from insurance to feet, which is like, it, it's interesting, but we'll get to the bottom of it here. It's actually a, a pretty a, a pretty interesting th- like straight line. Yeah. Uh, that you'll be you'll be surprised that by the end of this was like why Tom Clancy is selling pictures of feet uh, yeah. when, when we're done here. We'll we'll get to the bottom of it, or we'll get to the to the cheeks of it. Uh, yes. As we <laughs> Tom Clancy's OnlyFans. It's just <laughs> a bunch of like naked chicks with guns. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, it's pictures of feet on like an assault rifle or something. I, I have to imagine. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got like the, the little keychain that hangs off the side of the gun is just a foot. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the hunt for like red only fans, I guess, would be like a ginger fetish one. Right, right. I suppose. Sorry, that was just like, this is like my, my, I'm so tired. My brain just like slowly processing that. I'm like, yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. So in 1980, he bought the agency from his grandmother-in-law and started writing novels in his spare time. Uh, his first novel, The Hunt for Red October, was released in 1984, George Orwell, and was sold to the United States Naval Institute for 5,000 1980s American dollars. So I don't know what that converts to now with like inflation and like, changing it to canadian five thousand u.s dollars five thousand usd in 1984 yeah. ethan is playing the man uh the the guy on the <clears throat> on the computer for this like the the tom clancy guy i'm gonna get the information i'm almost yeah. in uh, yeah he's the, my man in the chair for this one yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. uh thirteen thousand nine hundred twelve dollars and 85 u.s cents still okay. seems like a steal uh mm-hmm. because but he uh, sold it to the navy yeah, so the, the United States <laughs> Naval Institute was a small, very interesting publisher uh, that, said that, that also published, like, a bunch of fucking hits for, like, dads in the garage because they also published the Coast Guardsman's Manual and the Naval Institute Guide to Ships and Aircraft of the U.S. Fleet. Okay, and then also, like, you know, How to Be a Seaman for Young Boys, uh... You know those kind of novels, and then yeah. the hunt for Red October, just war propaganda. <laughs> yeah, it was just it just like kind of like out of out of nowhere. It was it was the it was one of the the women who worked there. The press editor named Deborah Grovesner actually was just like, yeah, this guy just like sold us this book, and she's like, it's really fucking good. We need to yeah. we we need to publish this one. So Deborah Grovesner, the press editor for the institute, convinced the publisher that they had a hit on their hands uh, after she had read through it. Um, and in my own experience, like being a guy who knows a guy is absolutely like paramount. That's how I found my publisher. But it's like you just got to be lucky enough that the people you're emailing or sending letters to, in his case, like clicks with what you're sending them because it's completely out of your control. Like you've got, of course, you've got like the famous stories of like J.K. Rowling, who is like a billionaire like sent the first draft of Harry Potter to a bunch of publishers and they were like, "Uh, it's garbage. This will never work. And then ended up obviously with the, you know, empire and regrettable Twitter that she has now. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Whereas Tom Clancy mercifully is fucking dead. So we don't need to, we don't need to know what he thinks about anything. (laughs) I just learned about, we might have to take a moment. Yeah. Oh, you want to pour one out for Mr. Clancy? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I just got water today. I don't think it'll do him justice. But uh. just dump some water on your floor. It's fine. Okay. okay. In that that pit your landlord dug for the yeah. for the faucet. I'm right on top of it. Yeah. So uh, Clancy, for his part, had pretty modest ambitions. Uh, he really just wanted to sell apparently about like five thousand copies of Red October. In the end, he sold forty five thousand copies of the book. One of which was to President Ronald Reagan, who called it the best yarn, which is like such Uh, a good review. And obviously getting a signal boost from the president is a pretty good thing. Uh, So the book went on to sell 300,000 hardcovers and 2 million paperbacks. Wow. Wow. So um, the lore boys send their regards, Mr. Biden. Uh, 
uh, who is if you want to if you want to give us a little yeah, yeah. <laughs> give the lore boys the that ain't no malarkey stamp of approval the biden boost no malarkey stamp of approval exactly <laughs> i think we talk too fast if we want the biden vote like we got to go a little bit slower and stuff <laughs> yeah. yeah. gotta ramble a bit gotta wander off you know yeah he's yeah he's he, he's a man of tangents uh he would love this show <laughs> true <laughs> right we have we have we have big Joe Biden energy on this on this podcast <laughs> where we just occasionally get confused and and we'll wander off topic for several minutes at a time. Yep. Yeah, like I I have I have like moments on this show where I like forget how to read things I wrote eight hours ago all the time. Like, that's, like, that's, that's a big thing that he does. That's, that's our calling card. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, whenever we were doing recording in public in in public in in person, we we'd also kind of linger a little too long in our handshakes and hugs and sniff each other's hair and do fun things yeah, like that. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tickle each other's boners and things. I always, um, get, uh, I always get the barbecue sauce off the tips of uh, off the tips of Jamie's fingers. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Just, just Biden things. Yeah. Jamie's clearly been uh, uh, sheltering at home for so long now that uh, the idea of having us two over at his place is being in public, is the equivalent <laughs> of being in public. Basically. <laughs> I don't that's, know why, man, but like I've just been calling things weird stuff today. What did I call car accidents <laughs> earlier? Bad traffic. Bad traffic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Deaths caused by but, bad traffic. But, I mean, by definition, maybe the worst traffic, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Easy. But that's a very like politician thing to do, where you're like changing the words around, could just like to be a little bit like, a little bit yeah. like extra slippery, right? Like yeah. this spin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like Jamie, I, honestly, you should work for the ad for the administration, you're and right. then you you could be Biden's spin doctor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that spin, be Doctor Jibo? Yeah. <laughs> yep. We got uh, we got uh, Jibo here. Jibo coming. He's from Canada. He's gonna replace that ginger girl. Works for MSNBC now. I'm just gonna. Just gonna <laughs> He's got a he's he's got red hair. I like the Irish. Yep. Uh, but Mr. President, the uh, the question was about uh, canceling student debt and uh, the lingering effects of pulling out of the war in Iraq. How to how to just just you, you pay off your debt, Gibo. We pay you good. We debt. <laughs> Imagine if Jamie worked for the U.S. Imagine, government. Imagine if we got Joe Biden on the podcast. Wow. Oh, dude, that would be awesome. What the we fuck would we him. talk about on his episode? Tom Clancy. <laughs> yeah, he'd probably he'd probably be into it. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's totally fair because we're talking about him so much on Tom Clancy's episode. So it'd be a disrespect to Tom Clancy if we didn't, you know, take up Joe Biden's time with Tom I Clancy think, talk. What if we did the lore of Joe Biden and just made him correct us? I think <laughs> he, he, he doesn't remember. Like we could read shit directly off it, off Wikipedia and just be like, "Do you?" Do, 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 just like make up other people you could you could read a separate wikipedia page and tell him like you remember when you did that and he'd just be like yeah, yeah. that'd be a yeah. fun thing is trying to sneak in as many like non-facts about his life to his own face you know? yeah. Yeah. like gas like the president about his own memories yeah do you remember when you whispered a spell into that moss uh, into that moth uh on top of isengard and <laughs> from the land of the elves to save you from Spurman, <laughs> mr president <laughs> oh fuck uh if i mean if that doesn't get us uh get us our signal boost from the from the administration then i don't know what will hey and Um, before angry americans crunch at us our president's been spotted or our president our prime minister has been spotted multiple times in blackface so you know not saying we're better 
Not saying we're better. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just uh, a signal boost from Trudeau is not nearly as good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the uh, technical accuracy of Red October allowed Clancy to meet several military officials, including, and I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna fuck his name up, Doctor Steve Pisenik. Sure. Uh, Steve is a Cuban-American government official who served under Jerry Ford, Jimmy Carter, Ronald Reagan, and George H.W. Bush. So he's really playing the hits. Wow. Um, and he was the Deputy Assistant Secretary of State, which, with all those, like, uh, extra words at the front there, I have no idea what his job was. But he is the Deputy to the Assistant Secretary of State, and I'm, I'm not sure what the U.S. Secretary of State even does, obviously. Um... I, I ended up Googling this guy, and it turns out he's got a YouTube channel. Uh, if you guys want to click on the spoiler photo, the only one in chat that I had. Fantastic. Yeah, That's him? Yeah. Because I Googled him as soon as he said it, too, because I wanted to see how to spell his last name. Yeah. Um, and I would not have guessed. If you just showed me them at different times, I would never have guessed that they were the same person. Because the picture of him when he's young, he has, like, like almost a perm, like, curly hair. and He's got a very, like, Magnum P.I. mustache, but obviously it's, like, taken in the 60s or 50s, maybe. Yeah. Uh, now he's old. Who thought? People get old, huh? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, so Dr. Pizenik is cartoonishly based. Uh, I went to his YouTube channel just because I found out he had one and had to take a look and see, like, what the fuck is going on here. Um, he has appeared on InfoWars. He okay. claimed that the Sandy Hook shooting was a false flag, so that's Yikes. the guy. The He claims the CIA did 9-11, and he claims that the Trump administration allowed the Democrats to commit election fraud as like an entrapment sting operation. Oh my wow, God. dude! That, this yeah. guy is like this guy's not forehead, not five head, not six head. This guy's like somewhere in the twenty to thirty head range. <laughs> double <laughs> double digit head IQ, like yeah. absolutely, one hundred percent. Speaking of, of of base takes, I I was playing Kingsmaker, uh, the Pathfinder game, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm making, I'm doing character creation, so I'm like, okay, here I'm gonna make a fighter, and I'm like, okay, here's the, all the male voice types, and it's like courageous or like. Oh, uh, this, prudent yeah. or uh, brave or like aggressive and all this stuff or wise and then I switch to the female things and it has the exact same list except you can't be a wise female oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> I did not notice I was yeah. choosing my voice that's hilarious yeah, it, <laughs> and it's like it, it, like carefree is what they replace it with or something like that um, okay that's yeah. funny because I think that's the voice I took but women carefree. are carefree and men are wise you gotta and boys yeah. are from Venus to get more penis or something yeah. and uh, women are from Jupiter to get more stupider yeah. cat's dog only two cat's dog Pat's so, David was telling me it was like made in Russia or something. So I don't know if that was like a like a maybe like a translation difference. Maybe wise doesn't mean like smart. It means like something more masculine over there. But I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Could be. Don't yeah. know. Anyway, yeah. so base uh, takes, base takes. It, it, uh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. on on the on returning to the base takes. Uh, Doctor yeah. Pizenik's uh, boomer ass YouTube channel is a fucking trip. So I found it. Uh, I found it through the picture that I posted for you guys, where it's just like a fat old white guy, and the bold text next to his head just says the truth about the Civil War. Um, never click on anything like that, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but I did go to his YouTube channel, and he has like a bunch of incredible video titles, including "Blood Heat: My Novel Now" (all caps) as audiobook, and <laughs> "Rest." What? Letter N, Paradise, Little Richard. Rest, rest in... <laughs> it's, it's Rest in Paradise, Little Richard. 
Okay. Because he he loved Little Richard and like Little I Richard was impersonations, right? Little Richard oh. was a musician and a yeah. singer, I think. Yeah, singer for sure. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking of Rich Little. <laughs> <laughs> I think though that Dr. Pizenik listens to our show because on July 22nd, 2020, we released our third and final Divine Comedy episode, Yosemite okay. Sam, Son of God, and then on August 4th, 2020. Dr. Steve released a video called Saul Who, Yosemites, which is about a conspiracy <laughs> where he believes a man named Saul Alinsky created both Black Lives Matter and the Republican Tea Party by writing his book, Rules for Radicals, like back in the 70s and 80s. That's cool. Yeah, the guy's cool. crazy. Uh, his videos, like, while fucked up, are, like, have a certain charm to them. There's a woman who I assume is his wife that starts all the recordings for him. However, they don't edit this part out. So there's just an old lady with various kinds of, like, Mimi Trump 2020 hats, and she just leans forward, and she's always in front of the camera, and is just like, okay, go. And then she leaves, and then he starts his video as if setting <laughs> the timer on a camera. <laughs> and I, I didn't know if it was a coincidence or anything. I watched the, the beginning of, like, six or seven videos today just to check. Every single one, his wife is there and just goes, okay, go. And then he gets into whatever the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> I just love the idea that this guy is is uh, so based, so so alpha mindset that he's like, "No, honey, I can't start to tire of myself." Okay, yeah. <laughs> script is very important. All right, so you got to do it for me. Yeah. Oh, it's God. it's crazy, but like, I the only reason I put this in is because after I googled like who this guy was because he had his own like hyperlink on Wikipedia, and I was like, "Oh, maybe this will be interesting." I was not prepared. I thought this guy was. <laughs> I, I, I thought this guy was going to be like some government dude because it's like, oh, met a bunch of officials from the CIA who work for the State Department because Tom Clancy's so popular, including Doctor Pisanic. And I'm like, why is this one a link? And then I clicked on it. It's like, yeah, he created the Sandy Hook conspiracy Jeez. and has a insane YouTube channel. It's like, oh, the people need to know. <laughs> yikes! 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 So wait, yikes! Wait, wait, and uh, honestly, surrounding Tom Clancy, I have to feel like there's a lot of ca characters like this. Like, I don't know if we're going to meet many, but I have to believe that a lot, a lot of people who are into Tom Clancy are also into this kind of thing. It's, like I said earlier, like Tom Clancy is like the er garage dad who like talks to people about World War II at parties. Like yeah. he's just, he's just like this big nerd about like the military. And I'll get into another guy later on um, who is also like, who's like, I don't know much about him. I, he's definitely not completely fucking insane. Like, Dr. Pisenic here, but like, uh, he's, you know, like I'll get into it, but yeah, there's a lot of people like he's tangentially related, but also remember he like was friends with Ronald Reagan and George HW Bush. Like of yeah. course the people around Tom Clancy are lunatics, like dangerous yeah, yeah. lunatics. <laughs> I mean, the, the relationship, like the guy with the crazy YouTube channel, how is he associated to Tom Clancy again? He was just a guy that loved Red October uh, oh, okay. that he met, and this guy was the assistant secretary of state for the U.S. government through right. five presidencies. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll also say, like, a very probably influential in policymaking around uh, the Reagan 80s and 90s, um, yeah. who was a big fan of Tom Clancy's work, who, again, like, I think, you know, we've, we've sort of established that at this point in Tom Clancy's career, he wasn't uh, making propaganda for the U.S. government for money 
but like he was just doing it because he likes making U.S. Pro- U.S. military mm-hmm. propaganda, I guess. Pretty like, much. Yeah. yeah, and he's good at it. It sounds like, which like, hey, more power to you. Do what you love, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> one more little bit of trivia that I have for Doctor Pysanic here is what makes the arguably evil videos that he makes uh, kind of charming in a way is after his wife starts the recording, you can often see him like reach off screen to like affectionately like grab at her or like hold her hand or like grab her thigh or something and i was just like hey man like casual touching is my love language too like the the it's it's just like it's so it's cute and weird and it's an absolute fucking trip to watch his (laughs) videos and every single one of them is shorter than five minutes wow like it's it's not like video essays or anything it's like four and a half minutes of just like an old man talking about some crazy shit and like and he loves his wife (laughs) <laughs> Old man yells at clouds for for five minutes, pretty much uh, yeah. once a week, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, now now we can get back to Tom. Uh, a lot of uh, the characters in Tom Clancy novels uh, can be pretty Mary Suey, basically. Like Jack sure. Ryan is one of the guys that he writes about a lot. Uh, he is super skilled, professional, and disciplined at all times, and. The only thing that ever like holds him up are you know whatever godless communists and limp dick bureaucrats who like just want to push pencils and not actually course, like take action sort course, of thing, right? Yeah. yeah, it's people, a people it's, want accountability for like wanton murder overseas, basically like those exactly those yeah feckless cucks, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, Jack Ryan is very much of that. It's it's a classic trope. Uh, Jack Ryan was played by Alec Baldwin in The Hunt for Red October. But has mm-hmm. since expanded to being played. Uh, it has since expanded to the horribly titled Ryan Verse, which is just what they call, for some reason, a lot of Tom Clancy's books, opposed to the Tom Clancy universe. Clancy Verse. They call it the Ryan Verse for some fucking reason, because yeah, of Jack it's... Ryan. He's been played by Chris Pine, Harrison Ford, Ben Affleck, and currently he is played by Jim from The Office, John Krasinski, yeah, John on Krasinski. the Amazon Prime show. Oh yeah, yeah. okay. I've seen clips yeah. of that. I've seen clips of that. Yeah. I've never, I've never seen it personally, but yeah, I have, I have Prime. Like, I want to check it out because it looks, I don't know, kind of good. I guess like John Krasinski is pretty great. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna learn about a little bit more from his second novel after the break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome back after the break. Thanks for listening to that ad, everybody. Every 15 cents counts. Five cents. Yeah. Or however much ACAS is charging people to broadcast on hey, the show. Little known fact about uh, your ad, the ad revenue that you guys generate for the show, the more people who actually hear it, uh, 
uh, the more money we get. It's not <laughs> actually based on number of devices. So oh, if you're on your the, headphones if, on the bus, yeah, yeah, if you're on the bus, just unplug those headphones, turn on the volume. Just we don't want people hearing us. We don't yeah. want people associating our show with that kind of behavior. Uh, Do you work but, at like some sort of sports stadium? Plug that yeah. thing in. Uh, oh, yeah. just on the intercom. Only for the ads. Yeah. For the ads. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a I got a French ad. Uh, a couple of days ago, I can't remember why I was listening to the audio. I like listening. Oh, my it. favorite, my favorite thing is to listen just the first like twenty seconds because I always want to know what you guys have chosen as the cold open, and then I mm-hmm. listen to like nothing else. But I have to sit through a fucking ad to God hear a joke I already heard. Well, three days well prior. I have good news for you. If you sign up for a Patreon, you get ad free episodes. I don't think we we actually have set that up yet, but I never I never figured out how to get that yeah, done. We should. <laughs> the the Patreon ad free content is does technically exist though it's bonus audio baby yeah. Yeah. it's not false advertising technically <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Tom Clancy wrote a novel now he's got to do another one uh, his second novel was called Red Storm Rising uh, and this one is actually uh, included with SSN and they're the only two novels not set within the Ryan verse where Jack Ryan does not exist in Red Storm Rising, nor in SSN. Okay. Uh, Clancy co-wrote Red Storm Rising with a guy named Larry Bond, uh, who would go on to create a tabletop gaming rule set called Harpoon, which is like, Harpoon is like a pen and paper rule set for, like, military nerds, basically. So if you wanted to have your... Your, your tabletop gaming night be the Navy or the Air Force or the Army or whatever, you would use the Harpoon rule set, which is, so he's just some other, like, garage dad that co-wrote Red Storm Rising with Tom Clancy. Fuck. Okay, if I ever wanted to to tabletop roleplay uh, a guy who uh, gets his, his toe shot off by a uh, uh, friendly fire while uh, his wife bangs three other guys uh, overseas... <laughs> Harpoon is the rule system for me, is what you're saying. It, right? That's exactly correct. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Good to know, good to know, because that is something I'm very interested in. <laughs> I was about to make a joke about, like, imagine the, like, when you're at the hobby store, like, the harpoon people, and then, like, there's, like, the D&D people, and, like, but I was starting to think that there's probably more overlap uh, between all those folks than there 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 is is difference, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah for uh, sure. yeah. 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 Guys with exposed butt cracks have like very common interests, and I think uh, you know, boring naval shit and and Dungeons and Dragons are two peas in a pod, basically. Yeah, right. yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, Um, what was I gonna say? Oh fuck, too bad. Oh no, yeah. If you want, if you want to play Harpoon, like the latest edition came out in, like 2013 or something. Like it got updated for 20 years after uh, a- a- after Mr. Bond. Uh, established it but yeah you, you can get like a i'm sure there's like a rivalry like fifth fifth ed is too casual then you got like yeah, yeah, seventh, exactly. seventh ed is the real harpoon basically yeah i see it on uh it's it's only two players it's more like battleship yeah it is a lot like yeah it's i saw a picture of him playing it he has like a bunch of little plastic ships on like a what looks like blueprint paper like blue with white lines on it it looks yep. tr- tr- like terminally boring um but like it's it, it's a niche that needs filling, man. It's, it's capitalism, maybe, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's money to be made. It's probably also like the a shell company of a shell company of a shell company owned by the CIA, so all profits go directly to like destabilizing foreign countries or something. I would, yeah. <laughs> I didn't look too much into Larry Bond to see if he was also plugged into the uh, the the deep state, but uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he was. 
<laughs> so if, like me, you've never been to the 80s, uh, you'd probably be more familiar with Tom Clancy's name thanks to video games, uh, starting with Rainbow Six back in 1998. So I, like I was saying, have not seen his films or read his books, but I've played his video games. Um, the novel Rainbow Six was released in August 1998, uh, with the video game coming two weeks later. Oh, uh, wow. So they were like, they he like knew it was coming out, the novel, and he was like, oh, you guys are making a video game? I'll, I'll write a book for your video game story, it, basically, and you guys can do it while I write? Like, it, was a tandem, it was a tandem deal. Yeah, so wow. yeah, so he had he had given uh, Red Storm Entertainment or something like that, who were oh, yeah. it was published by Ubisoft. He had given Red Storm Entertainment the outline of what so Rainbow much, Six was going to be about. So much red in everything. There's red in the communist. First... Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So Red Storm um, Entertainment is run by communists. Yeah, uh, yeah. And okay. Rainbow Six, uh, it's you know every member of the six man squad is uh, a different part of LGBTQ. QI, QI, I guess, yeah. Oh, only, only so many. <laughs> oh my god. Tom, yeah. What, was Tom Clancy like, did he have okay views or did he like, was he homophobic? I wonder. I don't know if he was homophobic. I'd, I'd assume he probably was. He leans, um, pretty, he leans pretty right given given his writing. And I, I just want to say, like, again, having never read a Tom Clancy novel, uh, I'm a fan of books, I guess you could say. Uh, but the fact that this came out in parallel with a video game is just like so indicative that, like, your art has either has never had any soul or has completely lost all soul that you're like, Oh no, I'm, I'm writing a book to make money for sure. And I'm like setting up merchandising deals with like other people and writing books around that basically. Like, yeah, again, Hey, very popular. I'm sure they're like gripping reads. Like I, I've never read Tom Clancy, but I have read like Robert Ludlum or, or Dan Brown or whoever. And they're these very like airport novels, right? It's like the genre reads. Yeah, exactly. And like, where you just like, you can burn through them. Like it's a big book and you burn through it in a day. Cause it's just like compelling, I the guess. Fact yeah. that he has his name on everything too like if you look into other video games sure there are some where they go like tony hawk's pro skater tony hawk was good at skateboarding they get like yeah, uh, exactly. dave mira's pro bmx dave, dave mira's good at tom clancy's not good at being a military man he just writes about it <laughs> no yeah he, he was yeah. he was rejected for his coke bottle glasses yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> they, they called him a stupid nerd and they said no you're too nerdy for the reserves dude yeah exactly officer corps yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he applied to be a pencil pushing bureaucrat, and they said, "No, your glasses are gay. Get out of here." <laughs> but um, yeah, so Rainbow Six uh, is the rainbow because it's an international team of spies. So not quite. I was gonna say not quite LGBT, but absolutely LGBT. Like a hundred percent thing. Like if all those people were paid to murder people in foreign countries, if that's what, that was your identity, it's the exact same thing as the flag. Sure. Yeah. Sure. 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 Hundred percent, hundred percent. Rainbow Six is actually the code name uh, of the novel's lead, who is named John Clark. He is the second very cool and strong Irish Catholic within the Ryan verse. So there's two, uh, right. two to now, date. Yeah, well, no, there's there's two total now because, uh, like I said earlier, there's only two novels that Clancy ever wrote that were not part of the Ryan verse. John Clark is within the Ryan verse. He's just another cool Irish Catholic guy. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. If you yeah. want to be in, your name, your first and last name cannot exceed three syllables, and they have to be white yeah. names. Uh, yeah, two, fir two first names, because you've got Jack Ryan and, Ryan and John Clark. Yeah. Yeah. 
No last names. This is a last Bobby. name free zone, baby. Right. Ricky Bobby uh, of Talladega Nights fame is canonically in the Ryan verse as well. So yeah, hundred percent. Right. Yeah. Well, I'll be James Peter or uh, e- Ethan James or uh, <laughs> Ethan no- Hawk is a pretty close one. Ethan Hawk. Okay. Yeah. That one's I mean, that, that's a that's a guy, right? That's, that's a real act- man. That's an yeah. actor, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He's great too, but yeah. Yeah. Uh so yeah, Rainbow Six, uh it's it's the code name of the uh, of the 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 lead of the unit. So John Clark is the head of Rainbow, the team of international super <laughs> the murderous gays, I guess is what they are now, yeah. right? right? Um and he is Rainbow Six and there's a Rainbow Five, three, four, two, one sort of thing. Uh-huh. Okay. Three, four, two, one. Of course, I go completely out of order for some reason. Yeah, you you know how numbers work. Yeah, um, you know. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> so, so bigger number is more important. Yes, is what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Not not the opposite, like they do in like races, where it's like one is best or no, golf, first, where one first is, is worst. In this one isn't one isn't best in golf, but it's better than anything higher than one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Negative I guess one is would... better is in golf. Uh, well, if you're talking about par, I was talking about total strokes. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking total strokes as well. Minimum score, right? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you'd have to be like below par. It would be like a minus score, but like yeah, in the right. end, you can only... Yeah, eight, for sure, for sure. 18 minimum, right? Yeah, I clearly don't watch golf very often. <laughs> I've been golfing and like mini putt, basically. I used to do mini putt all the time. Yeah, mini putt's great. Not as good as bowling, but bowling's uh, maybe the goat drunken uh, outing. I don't know. 100%. I think I, I'm mini mini putt over bowling, but I've done more bowling, so maybe it's because uh, there's a the novelty. There's yeah, a novelty. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's <laughs> scarcity when it comes to mini golf for me. Yeah. Corner from a bowling alley, you don't live around the corner from a, a golf course. Yeah, so, that is true. I've never. I don't live. Golf. There is a golf course not far, but I, I can't go just use it for fun. Yeah. My first job was on a golf course. It was horrible. Oh yeah, my my stepbrother worked on one. He said he had a lot of fun. They would like. When it was time to close, they had to check that there's no one left on every, on all of the golf course. So they would just like each take a golf cart and just race each other and like bump into each other the whole way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I work at I started work at five in the morning because I was a landscaper. I was like, uh, or a groundskeeper rather. So I would like clean up the sand traps and shit like that, uh, and like yeah. do all the do all the raking to even it out. It was horrible. I do yeah. remember there was one time where we were, I think my my buddy Stuart and I were in the traps like cleaning it out and like raking it to make it smooth and we just hear this guy just like it's up like blowing like collapsing his lungs to make sure that we didn't get hurt because his uh his ball had gotten caught by the wind and he didn't want to hit one of us so we just like like dove into the sand <laughs> and and he, he, he missed us by a fucking mile like we were in no danger whatsoever but this man really <laughs> was just like i cannot kill two 16 year old boys today my I'm, I'm halfway through a divorce it's gonna be this is just gonna make that my weekend a, even worse if he killed both of you that would have been a nice shot though like yeah. pong, like off the table yeah, pretty good, good, right? yeah. two birds with one stone kill two yeah. teenage boys with one golf ball right yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so the novel Rainbow Six, uh, no golf, as far as I know. Jack Ryan uh, could have killed two teenage boys with one golf ball, though. Let's oh, Jack absolutely. Ryan would one hundred percent do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. John yeah. Clark as well. Yeah. Both of them skilled enough to kill two teenage boys with one golf ball. <laughs> um, the novel Rainbow Six follows the team, uh, codenamed Rainbow, like I said, as they try to foil the plot of some eco terrorists. So you are right, Jamie. Um, I'll talk about it more later. Uh, Tom Clancy is conservative. Um, 
based on whatever a fucking Republican is now, he probably seems quite moderate. <laughs> exactly. By today's by today's <laughs> standards, frankly, but comparatively, like, like still, he would probably vote. You know, like he, I don't, whatever, conservative guy. So uh, the fact that the enemies, uh, the villains of Rainbow Six, are eco terrorists is not super surprising because like Homeboy probably likes him some fossil fuels. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's right. you know, goddamn hippies are getting in the way of my making mo- my letting billionaires make a bunch of money. Exactly. They, yeah. they, they, them damn liberals can't take away my right to let billionaires get rich off my sweat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And him with his multiple penthouses and his ranch because Ronald Reagan sold three million books for him. Yeah, is, yeah exactly. Is just like you know, that probably fucks up the way you. That probably fuck up the way I think too. Uh, if yeah. I'm gonna be perfectly honest, like, to be fair, to be fair, that, that, that's like that, that, that's a hardcore psyop right there when Ronald Reagan's selling books for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Um, the right so they follow an extreme version uh the eco-terrorists within rainbow six follow an extreme version of jean-jacques rousseau's naturalism philosophy where he said that uh humanity's uh primitive state is morally superior to where we are now uh and they wanted to use a bioweapon to call the human population and it's it it's straight up like the meme it is uh uh abandoned tradition or like abandoned modernity uh, return to monkey, monkey. Yep. is yeah. is jean-jacques rousseau hundred percent. Okay, and, and those are the villains. Those are the hippie liberal bad guys of Rainbow Six. Of course, of course. Yeah. The game was actually completed before the novel because the game had to be written and then programmed way in advance prior to being able to release two weeks after a book. Obviously, of course. Yeah. Especially, especially in the fucking nineties. Um, and it differs slightly. However, it still sees a Rainbow Team uncovering the eco terrorists led by the Horizon Incorporated. Or like the Horizon Corporation is what it was is what it's called in in Rainbow Six. Was it? Ubisoft? And they wanted to unleash. Sorry, it was Ubisoft back then. Yeah, they published it, but this is still Red Storm. Okay, okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. They wanted to unleash the bioweapon uh, at the Olympics, which is like the that that's kind of like a trope that's also carried on in the same way that just like limp dick bureaucrats are the guys getting in the way of like the 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 whatever the cop with nothing to lose that Tom Clancy's kind of like writing within. Uh, doing terrorism at the Olympics. I guess Munich yeah. probably happened in the seventies. But yeah, like doing terrorism at the Olympics is is like the terrorist shortcut to like hit as many countries as possible because they're all in the same room together, sort of yeah. thing. I mean, it goes to I, I I think the message that they're sending is usually like uh, it's like you say like you're you're affecting multiple countries. Like if yeah. you take if you take a hostage from if if you just do a terrorist attack on U.S. soil. Then like why why like Germany will care ostensibly right Ru- Russia would would care even you know ostensibly but uh, like if you if you take a Russian and you take a German and you take an American they're gonna care a lot more right wow. is the idea someone's thought a lot about this. at the same time I have yeah I, I have some uh, I have some drawings I got to show you guys later but uh, <laughs> cooking up something big for this week's Lore Boys Prime let me tell you <laughs> yo the Lore Boys care about climate change and we are going to prove it in a big way <laughs> stay, tuned, stay tuned okay tm tm yep. <laughs> but uh but yeah like the, the, attacking the olympics because it did it did happen of course in the 70s in 1979 or something like that I, I don't remember when the munich thing was but attacking the olympics now is of course it's like this big global event where if you if you want to you know it it if, if you want to be the ultimate guy who kills two kids with a golf ball you attack the olympics yeah exactly yeah you can kill so many more kids with one one golf ball 
if you want to kill two two kids from two different countries with one golf ball, that's where it gets really that's tricky. The yeah, Olympics is the place to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like if you were taken as a prisoner of war from the Olympics, uh, especially in recent times, you'd be fed better as a prisoner of war than you were at the Olympics. Did you guys see <laughs> yeah. how they were fed? Like three noodles with like a, a dollop of like cheese whiz on top of it. And it's like, here you go. Here's your Olympic meal. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen, but wasn't there like a one that were like they they were completely exposed to the elements, and some of the athletes were just like, "Yo, wild wolves got into the hotel." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's been crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah being an Olympian seems like arguably worse than just being in the military because <laughs> you you get sent to the for you get sent to a foreign country by a government that does not care about you to a host country that cares about you even less. So, like, honestly, being in the army is probably better than being an Olympian. <laughs> the wolves. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you call a reception. The wolves are here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wolves at the Gates by Tom Clancy. Yeah. Yeah. Wolves, at, wolves at the Marriott by Tom Clancy. Yeah, like wolves in the lobby. Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, are the Soviets... Well, no, it's, it's they're bears. That's true. Right. Yeah. It's the Russian bear is the animal. Yeah. Dang. Too bad. Because that could have been a really good one. I mean, there's something about like sports teams like Wildcats versus Timberwolves or whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Somebody write that joke and let us know. <laughs> I'm, too I'm too tired. I won't do it now. Um, so eventually, uh, they, they foil the plot. It, it, this is in the game and also in the novel of Rainbow Six. Uh, they foil the plot and eventually track the leader of Horizon Incorporated back to like what's called the Ark Facility, which is in the Brazilian jungle. So that's where they built their base to like write out the viral apocalypse that they had uh, they had tried to rot, like try to set out or set in motion. Um, a a man made pandemic is also the plot of the division. Where yeah. it's called the it's called the Green Flu, which on Black Friday, uh, evil Russian scientists <laughs> and corrupt uh, corrupt government officials like coat money in a, a, in the flu virus, basically, and that's what it leads to the end of the world in the Division games. That's what Trump would have called coronavirus if it came from Ireland. <laughs> but what the, the Green <laughs> Flu? <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck he, he would he would have done it <laughs> yeah good god uh so the one one of the differences between the novel and the game is the uh strengthened ebola virus uh in the novel is called shiva whereas in the game it's called brahma for some reason so they just chose a different like hindu god yeah what's the difference between those gods yeah, I don't know. Shiva's in uh, there are now there are now over twenty Rainbow Six games, all developed or published by Ubisoft. I think there's twenty three. It is the largest Tom Clancy TM branded product. Is Rainbow Six? Dang. Siege is bad. Siege is good if uh, if you're looking for a multiplayer slow shooter. Siege is hard as fuck. I could yeah. not. I could not figure it out. I was. I was too bad. Um, the second largest one, though, uh, is one that I like a lot. The second largest Tom Clancy franchise is Ghost Recon. Uh, I've played the first three, which is Ghost Recon, and there's, like, Desert Storm and Jungle something. They are insanely difficult. Like, they're, they're just, like, shooter, they're, like, squad military sims where you don't even see your gun, you just have a reticle. And it's, like, one shot, one shot kill, one shot death. It's fucking insane. 
um, Advanced Warfighter, which I think is in Iraq, uh, is also insanely hard on PC because uh, Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter, which was like a launch title for Xbox 360, I want to say. The console version is a third-person shooter, whereas the PC version is like a hardcore military sim. And I remember there was like, I played through half of it on PC because I have it on Steam. And eventually there's like this mission with a fucking like a rope bridge and I just could not get past it. Okay. There's like, there's no cover and you just get killed and I gave up, <laughs> basically. Yeah. I remember playing like Chaos Theory or Ghost Recon. Chaos Theory is Splinter Cell. Splinter Cell is Chaos Theory. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. Which I have and have never played. yeah. It was like slow. It was slower than I was. I'm used to playing those types of games, and then I remember like true stealth, where like yeah. you can't run yeah. and gun. Really, you have yeah. to be sneaky, sneaky. Yeah. I have two Splinter Cell games on UPlay, which I got for free, and I've never played them, but I really want to because I know they're good. And you probably I probably like it. them, honestly. Like, yeah, because I love Thief and uh, and yeah, Dishonored. Like stealth, well. like, yeah. Hardcore stealth is is right up my alley. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but back to Ghost Recon here briefly. Uh, the series started in 2001, and it follows the Group for Specialized Tactics, which is the GST, which is uh, one of our taxes in Canada. Yeah. But that's where they—that's the um, backronym, I guess, that Tom Clancy wanted to figure out. Is like, why are they called ghosts? Well, it's because yeah. it's GST, which is Group Special Tactics, and then like we'll we'll workshop from there basically. Group, huh? Oh, special tactics. <laughs> <laughs> that worked. Yeah. Um, the ghosts themselves are not particularly different than Rainbow. Uh, it's just a group of very cool soldiers who go on various anti-terrorism missions in the past, present, and future. Because Ghost Recon Future Soldier uh, is uh, excellent, for one, and is set in 2024. That came out in 2009. Okay. Okay. That one has, like, very basic, like, I don't know, like, not, like, advanced technology in it, but, like, what if the thing you currently have was slightly cooler level technologies, basically? Yeah, what if, what if it's the thing you already have, but it, it displays in a hologram instead of yeah, on a exactly. screen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love sci-fi phones that are, like, a transparent shard of glass that you can see through, because it's just, like, in the future, your phone is worse, because now you yeah, can see... You can see your feet behind it, which is like yeah. somehow better. <laughs> they just made it harder to read. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> People can read your text from behind the phone and everything. Yeah, yeah. it looks yeah. backwards. <laughs> yeah. This guy's just writing red rum a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> going going into the Capitol building, he's just like reading his like Tom Clancy fiction backwards. <laughs> Uh, so Splinter Cell is the third largest uh, in the Tom Clancy line with 11 games. I did not count the Ghost Recons, but it's like close to 20. I think I think Rainbow Six was like 24 total. And then you go okay. Ghost Recon and then 11 um, Splinter Cell ones. It's a series of stealth espionage games that were actually inspired by Metal Gear and Thief. Now, I've never played Metal Gear, but I fucking love me some Thief. So I might, you know... I might just install Chaos Theory, or I have the first one and then Chaos Theory on on Uplay, which maybe I'll give them a shot at some point. Um, Weirdly enough, Splinter Cell seems to have died with Tom Clancy himself. Uh, A new game has not come out since 2013, which is when he died. Oh, my. Wow. Yeah. I couldn't do it without him. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, I don't know, keep releasing other shitty games uh, instead of making anything good. (laughs) Wait, Uh, but there's been a novel since. (laughs) 
There's a Splinter Cell novel released in 2022. Oh no, <laughs> Tom, he's still he's still around. It's even it's even called Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell colon Firewall 2022. Really Not colon Firewall, but the colon is like an actual like grammatical <laughs> colon. It's not right. a colon Firewall. Yeah. yeah colon colon Firewall. <laughs> <laughs> Stay out of them butts. Yeah, <laughs> don't let them hack your butts. This year, the commies are trying to hack your butt. <laughs> 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 uh, the game's lead is named Sam Fisher, and he used to be voiced by Hollywood actor Michael Ironside, and he is excellent at it. Uh, the latest game uh, recasts Sam and seems to have destroyed the franchise. Now, this is a funny thing that I noticed, is the uh, complete destruction of the, the Splinter Cell franchise seems to be the reason that Jade Raymond, who was the woman in charge of Ubisoft Toronto for a while, resigned. Right? Again, like, rich people never get fired. They resign. Uh, and then it, I think this kind of, like, started her curse because after she worked at Ubisoft and resigned, she worked for EA Montreal, which shut down after Mass Effect Andromeda came out. And then she moved to the Montreal office for Google Stadia, which is also shut down. Also shut down. So it's kind of one of those things. It's like if Jade, if she's like that cat who, like, sleeps at the foot of your bed in an old folks' home, like, waiting to die. Yeah. It's, it's like if Jade <laughs> Raymond walks into the office, in you better home. start, yeah, you've got to <laughs> start emailing out fucking resumes because it's like, you know, it's, she's the harbinger of doom, apparently. <laughs> um, Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell Firewall. Uh, I'm going to read you the plot real quick. Okay. Uh, it, it features Sam Fisher working with his daughter, Sarah. Uh, the plot finds Fisher facing off against an assassin from his past and a sinister threat to global security. A powerful cyber warfare technology known as Gordian Sword, capable of, <laughs> capable of cutting through any firewall in existence to be auctioned off to the highest bidder in a rogues gallery of terrorist criminals and renegade states. So I think it's a reference to the Gordian Knot, which was this like famous knot that... Uh, oh, it's these, on the end of a wolf's people. penis. So that whenever yeah. they, they can't, yeah, they make sure <laughs> they that another wolf out, yeah. doesn't come in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. No, it's uh, it's this <laughs> apparently like un, ununtangle, ununtangleable knot, basically that uh, they presented to Alexander the Great as like a novelty, saying like nobody could untie this, and he just cut it with his sword. Is that there? There you go. Is the the story okay. of the Gordian knot basically? So it's like oh. it's something that that can't be can't be cut. That has like a so the Gordian sword would be something that just cuts through an un like a, a, a permanent knot, basically. Right, okay. Okay. There's your, I would there's love... Your... Are we going to read it? On, right the Gordian... The, the entire Firewalls <laughs> uh, book? Yeah. yeah. The, the Super Slow Boys episode, we just uh, pirate an e-book. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would love to go one of those like dark money billionaire auctions that's always in like the the secret basement facility of like some sort of like Victorian mansion like the one that like the people go to buy dinosaurs from in like the in like the more recent Jurassic Park movies because that's where you would get the USB with your Gordian knot on it yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ uh right so some of the uh, games that have Tom Clancy's name on them weren't massive. Uh, so like Hawks with an X, uh, which is about fighter pilots, and End War, I think, had like one or two games. Oh, um, and- the MCU, uh, where Robert Downey Jr. gets murdered. End War? <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's End Tom War. Clancy's The Quest for Bikini Bottom 2. 
Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That, yeah. that was a big hit. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I love uh-huh. being able to snipe Skid- Squidward right in the head while he's playing that yeah. uh, that that clarinet. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like uh-huh. a Hitman game where you have to yeah. like you have to like case Squidward's Easter Island head and yeah. like figure out the the optimal time where he's got like an open eye window so that yeah. you can set up the creative accident or you put like a, yeah. whatever like a stick of dynamite or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's hard there's, to kill there's... that plankton kid. Yeah. Yeah, Very yeah. Small. hard to assassinate. Hard to assassinate. Hard to get, a, hard get, to get a laser dot on him. He's he's only as big as a laser dot. So <laughs> yeah, you know, it's hard to keep it on him. Uh, there's Tom Clancy's uh, Hell Kitchen, which is uh, <laughs> you know where if you if you fuck up the puff pastry, you get waterboarded. <laughs> <laughs> all, all, the, all, all the dishes are like force fed to the to the judges basically. <laughs> Tube to the nose. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, or you, uh, you know, just like Gordon Ramsay takes like a beautiful meal and just like puts it into a blender and like yeah. but like mixes it with like Cuban seawater and then puts yeah. it. In- <laughs> How to cook a grenade, right? Oh yeah, my yeah, fucking yeah, god! Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Tom, Tom, Tom Clancy's, Clancy's Top Gun challenge. Top Gun, yeah, the new one just came out. Tom Clancy's Top Gun, where yeah. uh, an aging Tom Cruise. Uh, it, Carpet bombs, uh, an underprivileged village, basically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. They flew the jets. They they did the carpet bombing for real this time because uh, Tom t- Tom Cruise loves doing his own war crimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't stop him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's in his contract. He has to be able to do his own war crimes. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's so funny. I was talking to uh, I was talking to my pretty lady, and uh, she I had mentioned I had not seen Top Gun on a previous episode, and she sent me a fucking DM. She was like, "Have you never seen Top Gun for real?" I'm like, "Yeah, I have no fucking idea." what that movie's about just, just like we need to fucking watch it and then we're gonna go see the new one because the new one is like 99 percent or like 96 percent on fucking rotten tomatoes and i'm like honestly real jets are very cool like i'm kind of a hick i've been to a bunch of air shows and i remember like my favorite one was the one that was so loud they just tell the people in the audience to just cover your ears because this will do permanent damage to you and i was like fuck yeah let's go <laughs> top gun's very good and the soundtrack is very good i had on uh in university, way past the time where you should have cassettes, I had a cassette of Top Gun and would listen to it. And it was, you have like, take your breath away. Boom, yeah, boom. Many logins, yeah. Man. Uh, I'm, I'm sure uh, Tom Clancy fucking loved that movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. For 100%. sure. Yeah. Right up his alley. When did it come out? Uh, the 80s, for sure. Like 85. Yeah. I'll guess right in the middle. Yeah. I guess 88 yeah. after Red October because I haven't seen that movie either but I did watch the intro today uh, uh, Pete you getting uh, so Red October came out what 84 uh, the book the book did the movie came out afterwards okay well give us a year Pete I said 88 uh, Jamie said 85 yeah. uh, for Top Gun yeah. I've got it up 86 you got 86. it nailed it yeah. oh okay yeah there we go yeah just in the middle there Hopefully by the next episode, I'll, I'll have watched it. So I stop bringing shame to my family. Maybe. Yeah. On the Maybe subject, you'll love. On, uh, on the subject of uh, 80s stuff, uh, in 2008, Ubisoft just bought the rights to Tom Clancy's name, uh, which is why all this kind of disconnected crap just has Tom Clancy's title on it, like X Defiant, the RAR XD shooter that nobody wants to play. Yeah. Again, like, I... I, I don't I don't want to I don't want to judge an artist when I when I haven't consumed any of his direct artwork. Uh, but 
just giving up your name for any old jackass to put it on any piece of shit that they print out it kind of kind of tells me that you're pretty disconnected from the art yeah yeah <laughs> like he had he had humble beginnings right he wanted to sell 5000 copies of red october but yeah. reagan blew up his spot and that's okay. Like that would fuck me up too. I, I. This is the second time I've said it. I, that, yep. That'd be a lot of pressure. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, like Tom Clancy is very much like John Madden, where um, EA bought John Madden's name, but instead of like like because Ubisoft kind of just uses um, Tom Clancy's name now, whether it's just like it's just like a label. This is like this game has a gun in it. It's like a like Tom Clancy's whatever, right? Like, and then they put John Madden on EA. It's just like, yeah, you get to play as a guy who has brain damage and kills his wife in ten years. Is like as that indicator on that one for their football okay. games, right? 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 Yeah. Uh, so now we can get into a little bit of his beliefs, just as we can close it out. Uh, politically, as we have clearly surmised, uh, Clancy was very much like an '80s American conservative, uh, which really should come as no surprise because it's like. One, how closely he was tied to the government, but he was already, like, a fanboy of the military when he wrote a book in his spare time. Uh, he loved Ronald Reagan already uh, and was friends with tons of people within the intelligence community. And really, like, Tom Clancy wasn't so much like lightning in a bottle. Like, he was very much, like, the bottle that Cold War lightning was, like, trapped in. Like, so much Cold a, War He was media. a lightning rod. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. He was a lightning Tom. His name was. Is that the orb? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lightning Tomcat. It's when you pin a Tomcat to your roof for, uh, during a lightning storm. So it okay. redirects it from your house. Uh, and, and into the ground. Sorry, I didn't realize you were joking. I was like, oh, is it, is it called a lightning Tom? Instead of like a, <laughs> instead of like a Rodney. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, exactly. Thomas and Rodney. Yeah. Um, yeah, but themes you like to write about are still around in, in like a lot of the modern games bearing his name. Uh, like I was talking about earlier, The Division, the plot is still about evil Russians and, like, inept politicians leaving the savior of, like, the country to just, like, regular old Americans, right? Like, The the Division, you play as, like, an agent disguised as a civilian, basically, and you just wait to be activated by the government through, like, the, the, the protocol or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah, like, the main villain of, of The Division 2 is the Speaker of the House, I think. Um, so it's like the president's dead, the vice president disappeared, and then the speaker of the house is this other guy who is, like, sided with, like, a PMC. He's using, like, a private military to try and restore order, but, like, you work for the U.S. government as the division agent, so you're the good guy when you're yeah. sl slaughtering armed civilians, and him who the speaker of the house, like, hires a PMC separately, and he's the bad guy for some reason, like, obviously, naturally, like, naturally. yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he's very much, uh, very much that sort of thing. But yeah, that's been uh, the only thing bit. that stops it. The only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. Uh, mm -hmm. And in this, in this situation, you know, the flu is a bad guy with a gun. So you gotta, you need a good guy with a gun to stop the green flu. You gotta right? kill him. Mm -hmm. yeah. You gotta yeah. kill the flu and kill anybody who's trying to deal with it in a way that you did not decide uh, how to do. Because there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot of people like within the division like trying to deal with it in their own way. Oh, yeah. Like there's like the people with the flamethrowers are just like we're burning garbage because it's covered in germs and you're just like no you're bad and I shoot you I use a gun <laughs> instead that that's free, that's that's American garbage you goddamn commie you can't just burn <laughs> <laughs> look at them yeah, flames, I'm not gonna burn, we're gonna ship it to the Philippines yeah you hey, can't burn yeah. that 
Yeah, you're burning it. You're turning it red. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very good. I got it. I got it. Um, but yeah, that's uh, a little bit about Mr. Tom Clancy, Tom Leo Clancy Jr. Tom Leonardo Da Vinci Clancy Jr. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, what a guy. I've, been your, I've been your host, Peter Rodonio. You can find me at Lorevice Podcast on Instagram, or uh, you can come say hello uh, first weekend of July 2022 at Montreal Comic Con. I'll be there with my publisher, Squared Idea, and also the lads. Uh, we'll, have a t- we'll have a table there. It's uh, Ju- July 9th to 11th, I want to say. It's the first weekend in July. Recording. Come on down. We're going to be playing Harpoon. We're going to be role-playing some mm-hmm. uh, some shell-shock soldiers uh, <laughs> and uh, having a, a grand old time. Uh, I'm going to fake so much trauma. It's going to be awesome. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, lads? J- J- Jamie, what about you? Uh, find me online. Go to the Discord. Discord's the best place to reach me. I was playing with like Hondolo Mother Gunship just a couple nights ago, and uh, we just like basically played through this game where you get to put your guns together like Lego, and then find more gun pieces to make more bigger guns and stuff. Uh, lots of fun stuff going on in the Discord. So just get more there. gun bigger. Yeah. yeah, you guys were burning the midnight oil. I I went to bed at like twelve thirty, and and you guys were still posting until like two in the morning. Yeah, I think I went to bed around three on the weekends. Uh, I'm a little bit of a a night owl. Mm-hmm. Hoot hoot. Yeah. Uh, if you guys like the show, consider leaving us a, a five-star review or a two-thumb up or whatever your uh, podcast app might have. Uh, and if you guys want to make the extra effort to go to iTunes, uh, it's a great place to leave us a review as well. Um, if you guys wanted to support the show financially, uh, you know, if you guys wanted to be our Ronald Reagan, or I, I guess be one of the people who listened to Ronald Reagan, I'm not sure. Uh, either way, you can go to patreon.com slash the lore boys. Uh, yeah, Ronald is- Reagan's like the, the original... Five star review, I guess is is. Yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ronald, Ronald Reagan was nothing but a uh, out of context uh, blurb, basically. Uh, and uh, oh, oh, the damage he did! Oh, the places you'll go! Oh, the damage you'll do! Um, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> oh, Doctor Seuss, like, like, this is like those burning oil pipes, just as far as I can see, instead of like exactly. the Seussian trees. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com slash the lore boys. There is a link in the description of this episode, as well as a link to the discord. If you guys want to get in touch with us, like Jamie said, uh, and if you guys, uh, don't trust, uh, Patreon as none of us do. Uh, and if you guys don't trust Dr. Seuss as none of us do, of course, we are working on our, all the daughter birds get water boarded. I'm trying to, where's where's the, where's the, where's the weird Dr. Seuss rhyme in the war crimes, you know? Yeah. So, so this, for Lord Boys Prime, we are looking for funding. To fund our our pro war Dr. Seuss alternative, uh, Dr. Goose, uh, which is oh, gas, yeah. but pronounced weirdly. Well, yeah, um, it's from Top Gun. Yeah, Top Gun. Yeah, is yeah. Goose, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. yeah that's right, what right, I thought right, you were right, doing. Right. Yeah, I, right. I remember one animal, one one animal from like uh, the ABCs of Dr. Seuss. It's called a Fiffer Feffer Feff, and it's just like this kind of skinny little Grinch thing with all these like big feathers on its head, and that's the the thing that I imagined you just fucking waterboarded by a marine. Sam with like a cigar put it putting it on his fucking arm. Fifer Feff didn't pay his American taxes. 
<laughs> all, all, oh no it's all the places you'll guantanamo is obviously <laughs> all, all the places you'll guantanamo go yeah <laughs> very good uh so obviously we're working on it we do, we do need your guys support so uh if you guys have any uh dr Seussian comparisons to the state of the world today uh please send them in uh you can find links to our lore boys prime uh at a sears near you um, <laughs> for the credit lady, and she'll point she'll point you guys right to us. Yep. Uh, and with that, I think I'm pretty confident in saying, hey, "Lore boys, lore boys, out, out." I'm gonna get a show on the airplane because somebody else is gonna notice and shit's gonna happen. You might get duct taped to a seat or something. That's fun, <laughs> but there's no recourse. They, to, they, to they, they duct tape his yeah. cock to his pants, like for you need to behave. It's just kind of his little hands, just like on the other side of his hips, and he's just out of reach, basically. Like, just, like his fingertips could just brush the shaft, pull the shaft. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 